I would say for me personally, it's like learning differences between others, different life circumstances mm. and kind of give you perspective. You know what? I'm appreciative of my situation. Sure. At times I wish I wasn't single and I had a family at this point, but able to do the things that I am because that's where my life is meant to be at this point. And so to where you've already had those kind of travel experiences to where like slowing down for the best things for your family, it's kind of more of like learning how other people are and understanding and then be able to reflect as of like, you know what, this is where I'm supposed to be right now and embrace the now. Try this bad boy out for science. You are welcome to take a seat at the table where we use a new lens, where humanity are stakeholders. Different distinctions encouraged, intention starts from a no judgment zone, a certain age is not criteria, and where you become comfortable with the uncomfortable to facilitate a new conversation. Here on the decision table, we literally just have conversations and we just go live like I've just pressed live. You know, one of the things that I noticed was I was having amazing conversations with leaders across the globe and I felt kind of selfish that I was not able to share the amazing learnings that I was getting from having these conversations. And so welcome to the decision table, Samantha. I don't know you, never seen you before, but I am so excited to, you know, have a conversation and and see where today our conversation goes. So welcome. Yeah, I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. Cool. Um, I can, it's sounding quite quiet, your thing, but so I don't know if that's you or me, but I'm not sure if the listeners can hear that either. Earbuds. Whoops. I'm trying to press buttons and, but um, why is that going the wrong way for me? There we go. So speak. Sorry. Is that better? Just so I know. Ah, that's better. I can hear you now. Otherwise, I'm going to have to turn my hearing aids up and they, um, you know, I don't really have hearing aids, but if I did, I'm like, I'm going to have to really listen carefully today. So that's good. We love technology. I have literally just got off and the reason like I just sent you the link was I've just got off from a conversation to someone in Italy and someone in Germany. So it, it went for a long time. It was amazing. But I thought it was quite appropriate because I know one of the things that you're fascinated in is travel. And where did that come Mm -hmm. from for you? I would say it's a combination of two things. The first thing was, I would say as a kid, we didn't really go many on summer vacations. And so like Mm -hmm. the desire to go explore places was is where that kind of stemmed from. But also at the same time, my grandparents on my dad's side, they would always go on some like trips together, whether it's like fishing trips and everything. And so like, that's kind of like stemmed it because like going through like photo albums growing up, they would show me all the different places that they've been to and how they would always go to Florida during the winter. Cause I'm from uh, Midwest and Ohio in the U S which some people do is go down South for the winter. And back then oh going to florida is cool it's travel of course now older and gone more places not as much as that but like for me like that's kind of where it stemmed from was the combination of like not even getting experience like different things but also like through my grandparents and 
once I was able to travel, like appreciate like different cultures and different types of people. And that's kind of like that grew that love for it. Yeah. Look, here's an interesting thing. I talk about in a lot of my work, the old approach versus the new approach. I believe there's a need Mm -hmm. for a new approach to what we're doing because a lot of the systems, a lot of the conditionings, a lot of the biases that we have aren't necessarily going to take us to where we want to, to narrow that gap from problem to solution. One of the Mm -hmm. things I think is interesting is when you travel, you're traveling into places that often it can feel pretty uncertain what you're doing, who you're hanging out with, mm-hmm. uh, cultures that you're not used to, different people that you're not used to. What has that brought up for you? How do you get around that? Or have you always like got excited about being in places you don't know about or people I you don't say... necessarily know how to talk to, right? Yeah, so it's like a half and half for me. So mm. I'm a planner in heart. So where like when I go to like when I go to a place I've been to the first time, I love to do my research a lot. Mm. Hence how I've navigated like solo travel quite a bit um, and gained that confidence through that. But also at the same time, I just let the other part that makes me love about solo travel is how flexible to be to where I can just change on the bottom of my hat on things like that to where if I'm mm. feeling the groove and I'm liking the vibe of like a certain neighborhood of a city that I'm in or want to go on like some like excursion, I just go for it. So it's kind of more of like a combination type deal. And for me, it's kind of more like doing research to kind of get that reassurance as if I am going to a safe place. But at the same time, like once I get there, it's like, I'm going to live, I'm going to enjoy because who knows the next time I'll ever be able to come here again. Cause like you only live once might as well enjoy it. And that's kind of like my kind of like approach in regards to like safety and cultures. And like, I love to embrace the culture and kind of see like how the locals live. Like if you're just staying at a resort, you're not really getting the real vibe. That's kind of my thing. So, yeah, I love that. That you're a woman talking after my own heart around immersing in culture. So I'm married to someone who wanted to just go in, check some place out, stay in the nicest places. And I'm the opposite in that way. Not that I don't love staying in nice places, but what I really love doing is immersing myself within a culture. I want to stay there for a certain amount of time. I want to be like a local and, mm-hmm. and see what it's like when you go and get food and then you go cook it or what the conversations are going to be like at the local shops when you're not a tourist, you're just one of those that they go, oh, you're coming in for whatever it is today. And Mm -hmm. I love that because I have learned so much when I've been in different cultures, different ways of people doing things, why they've made decisions. What are some of the learnings you've got from it? From being in, you know, immersing in a culture rather than being the tourist and staying at those resorts or whatever. I would say like have an appreciation of like history, have an appreciation mm-hmm. of like living in that sense. I would say when I went to Belize this summer and it was this past summer and obviously with COVID, mm-hmm. some places like Belize, which rely on tourism so much like things yeah. went down for yeah. them quite a bit to where just a little bit of tourists coming back got them so excited and the simple things of life. And also just mm-hmm. like something accessible as having like water on tap versus like yeah. bo- like you them, they have to rely on bottled water. And so like those things like that and their love for their country and their love to like 
to tell people about it. Because I remember when I was doing a tour and one of the tour guides mentioned like, today is the first day we've had a cruise ship since COVID started. And they wow. were so excited about it. And just kind of getting that like true feeling as of like how much like they appreciate life with their like situation, their circumstances where like, yeah. honestly, us in America, if we were in their situation, like things got yeah. reversed, we would be like, hell, like what the hell is going on? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. And I would say like from that appreciative experience, but also a lot of like the personal reflection as yeah. of for me was solo travel. I would say it gives me like that confidence. It's like I am able to do this. I'm able to navigate and see the world on my own terms without yeah. anyone else. And that's just like very empowering. So, yeah. So what are you, what did you see at Belize? Like what, what was it? How had it been affected other than that with COVID? Like what is, what's happening on the ground there? Because I think one of the insights that you get when you travel is you see things that some of us don't get to see because we're not on the ground. What do you see? What did you see? I saw like, I would say one of the best things I saw like hands down was the, was the ATM cave tour because which I know it's like a, it's a tourist thing but it gives the sh- like the history of like the Mayan culture but also wow. it's a place where you can't take your camera to to where hmm. it's it's very sacred to them to where they used to allow it but then someone dropped a camera onto one of the artifacts <gasps> like a skull to where they decided in order to preserve our history and our culture they decided wow. to take that away to where like it gives an idea of like how much they value their history, but also it's kind of more of the only way you're going to remember it is up in here to where mm. it's between the ears to where it's like something very special to you to where you won't get to experience something else. But also at the same time, you get to hear the stories of like how things were during the Mayan cult, like the Mayan days and the culture and everything and how they had like their different traditions and to where you kind of have like moments like, I'm kind of glad things are on that way now in regards to like how they practice like sacrifices. But then you understand like from their perspective, like why they did that, because like for them and their mindsets, like, all right, we sacrifice this one thing so we can get rain for harvest, like so we can eat. And so like kind of thinking from that logical perspective. And so like how like something like an excursion, like a tourist excursion, like, yes, it was a tourist excursion in that extent, but like gotten to learn the history from that standpoint. But at the end of the day, like you learn it from the locals and also like you only get to remember that like from your own memory to where you're not dealing with a hundred people putting their cameras or their phones just to get every single picture. Mm. Like that's like something mm-hmm. I really loved about it. Yeah, I love that. How do you think that, so you've, you've said there how they've learned from it. How do you think they're mm-hmm. taking from the, the history side of what not to do? How do you think they're taking it into culture these days, the learnings going forward that are actually things they're going to keep doing? I would say more of like learn to be patient in life, like mm. and appreciate things as they come. Because when you go to different areas of the world, like, Every place is at dip, runs at different speeds, especially like, so like I'm from the US and so like different aspects of the US runs at different speeds and mm-hmm. just be able to like learn and breathe and engage is kind of what I've learned through that experience. 
And yeah. it's a way to like kind of embrace, embrace life. If I feel like I kind of went a little offbeat, but I'm trying to like wrap it back in here, but like, it's so good. So good. Yeah. So like, that's kind of like what I've seen and learned from it is kind of more of like, just be mm. in the moment and embrace it and take it at your own time because you, it's only, it's your one moment. Okay. So if we break down learn, what does that mean for you? Learn? You said? Yeah. Because you said learn, breathe and experience. So break it down. What does learn mean for you? I mean, learn for me is like every different, like there's different aspects of learning. Like you learn mm. a physical skill, you learn how to cope with certain emotions. You learn how to like, basically like understand and process how to do something new. That's kind of how I see whether it's like learning how to like slow down and embrace like your certain emotions during like certain times or learning a new skill as of learning how to make a pasta, like fresh pasta from the Italian trip. Like, Oh, stop. I've just been talking to Italy and I'm really missing (laughs) Italy today. I want to go back to the Amalfi Coast. I want some limoncello from there. I want to experience, oh, the gluten-free pasta and pizza. Oh, Oh, I just thought it was really funny that you were coming on after I'd just literally been talking to Italy and Germany. (laughs) I I love that. So the learning side of it, have you always wanted to learn? Have you always been good at learning? Because I don't know that I have. I think I have, I've always wanted to learn. I didn't know how to learn. I didn't know the best ways to learn. I didn't even, I don't know. And I think I even got bored at one stage, I have to say, when I felt like I'd learned everything that I knew. And yes. I, one of the things I, was, I loved about travel was I realized there was so much that I still didn't know. Yeah, I would say for me as a person and a traveler, I'm a hands-on learner. Like I need to learn by right. doing, which, which comes the experience. I feel like, yes, that comes with experience. And that goes mm. hand in hand with travel because like I can read as much as I mm. want about certain countries, but it's like I'm not really going to fully understand it until I get there. And in regard to like certain aspects of life, that's just how I was like academics. And that's probably why I've some of my professional career, like I've leaned more towards like physical medicines because of that, because of the hands-on learning piece. And like, when it comes to like travel, mm. you don't really, yeah. Kind of going back, like kind of like languages, for example, if you don't use it, you lose it. So like that comes with the right. doing. And so it's more of like doing it and basically practice to where you get better because you can't, there's no thing as perfect. So practice to be better. That's how I like my, my children get annoyed with me because uh, one of the things I don't know a lot of languages, I know pieces of it. Mm-hmm. I can definitely understand more languages and speak them, but I'll just bring out all these <laughs> like in a meal, you know, like literally it's just every single different language. And they're like, which one are you speaking, mom? And I'm like, no, no, I'm just speaking them all right now because I might, or in the morning I'll go, you know, all these different ways of saying hello to people. (laughs) It's that that whole thing of unless you speak it, you will forget it. And I I loved waking up in a different country and being able to say hello in a different language. Although Mm -hmm. it did get a bit confusing at times when you traveled so much. We saw I mean, we were nomadic for many, many years. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) as a result, you know, we would literally wake up and being married to someone that has ADHD, 
we would wake up in in so many different countries and I'd be wondering where was I who am I and uh, which one am I meant to say hello to today like how am I meant to do that today but in saying that it was an amazing experience like you said Mm -hmm. now we've done learning we've done experience and the other one you said was just breathe like what do you mean by that I mean by like instead of doing the I have to see everything in a short amount of time breathe and enjoy the experience because I feel like that's something like I guess say the U.S. we don't get enough vacation days and so like when it comes to vacation days like we are like we got to see everything in the two weeks that we get the entire year and so like people try to cram so much instead of just like learning to like breathe and engage like the culture and Mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons why Mm -hmm. and some friends will hate me for some people may hate me for saying this that's why I'm anti-cruises because cruises really embrace the whole going to so many places a short amount of time to where you're only there for four hours or for like for a couple hours and I'm there a full day to where you don't really get to enjoy and engage with the locals get to see what life is actually there and then you say oh I've been there but you've only been there a few hours but like and going back to like the whole breathing thing it's more of learning to take like life on your own terms and and embrace it and kind of just let it all in and just let it and then let it on in and just like breathe it out yeah so just to to bring those that are loving cruises and love cruises back on board uh (laughs) the bonus of going on a cruise is that you do just get a flavor of every little place Mm -hmm. and yeah and that you can actually go back to those places eventually but I get it I get it and I I'm not by the way I'm not a big fan of the cruises I just think that is one bonus that we saw when we did a European cruise I was a speaker on it and the, the good thing about it was that I got to see places that I probably wouldn't have stopped at to be honest if I well I know I wouldn't have stopped at if I hadn't have been on a cruise. And so, and we, you know, one of them was Croatia and we saw a lot of Croatia um, over the years now. And that was because we had stopped on a cruise and I thought, wow, I want to come back to this place. This looks amazing. And Mm -hmm. it truly was amazing. But going back to the breathing, I think that's important in everything that we do in life, not just travel. I think, Mm -hmm. you know, these principles, these thinkings that we're, you know, learn from travel, I think one of the powerful things is that we think we can only do it on vacation. So you mentioned, you know, like there's only two weeks or whatever. I think what is interesting about when we experience new things is that we need to learn to know how do we do that in our daily practice? How do we get up Mm -hmm. every morning and decide that we're going to breathe today, no matter what we're Mm -hmm. doing, what we're facing, whether it's in the, at the boardroom table, whether it's out in the, you know, in the environment, whether it's, you know, in the classroom with, with students or whatever it is, I think all of us have the opportunity, no matter what we're doing, to take those moments to breathe. And I think the other thing is that you brought up was experience. I think all mm-hmm. of us need to think how, you know, even, and I hear it a lot in the business world, how are you, and they always say this, which is for me the old way, the old approach, but, you know, I'm building out this business. I'd like to do this and I'd rather go out this way and I go, what if you didn't build out a business, new approach, and you thought about how you could 
build out a smart, scalable growth ecosystem. In other words, that Mm -hmm. in this ecosystem that you're designing out, you're going to have pathways that bring in your economy, like the economic side of you, really important, by the way. But there's things like you're Mm -hmm. going to think about your physical and how are you turning up today? How are you showing up? Are you breathing? Are you enjoying what you're doing? Are you designing something, a lifestyle that you love being a part of? I can tell you there's so many that I talk to and go and and they in the world would be a success. I've got there. I've made it. But mm-hmm. inside, they're designing out a lifestyle they don't even want to be a part of. They don't know that what's next and I just go what if we could experience every day not just when we're on vacation not just when we're traveling what could that look like so when you're not traveling and you're back at your home what does that look like for you that experience the learning the breathing I would say just checking in with myself every single day and be like Mm. you know how is Sam doing today like am I doing things with intention am I doing things to live the life that I want to be to go towards my goals whether it's professional or personal and I always do that I for me health is very important to me so that's why I work out and that's always part of my morning routine and then at the end of the day I like to reflect and slow down just by like reading a book or watching Netflix like something as simple (laughs) as that to kind of like kind of like appreciate being the moment, like the life that I have and yeah. take time for myself and be understanding the like those boundaries, but also like always making time for others too. And just learning to have that. Yeah, balance. totally. Love that. So where does the confidence for you to move out and into all of this sort of thing come from? Where's that? I would say like, you mean like, like in regards to like, in what context <laughs> you mean? Sorry, dog is barking. <laughs> okay, I've got two puppies on the other side of this door and I'm I'm just really impressed that they're being very quiet right now. What was the question again? Sorry. Confidence. <laughs> Where does the confidence to to sort of, you know, be who you're meant to be no matter mm-hmm. where you are and to go into because like, I think this is one of the things that is interesting as a human. It's easy for us to do things we're used to. And yeah. if I think of the old approach, new approach, one of the reasons we go back to the old approach is because it's our default system. It's what we're used mm-hmm. to, right? And, you know, one of the things about doing something new, experiencing new, breathing in the new, learning things that are new, it's kind of uncertain, that pathway. And mm-hmm. not everyone can feel confident to do that. So where does your confidence come from and how do you, how do you stay confident even in the uncertain? Yeah. I mean, for me, the confidence kind of comes from the, well, if I'm not going to do this, no one's going to do it for me. And so it's kind of more of like the fuck it, I'm going to do it mentality. (laughs) Um, That's kind of like where it comes from. And it's kind of like, we're just going to take this as a stum- come course. And sometimes I backtrack because like I mentioned, I'm a planner. And so like the planner with me will like try to figure out how we get to point A to point B, but I'm still going to go for it at that point. So it's like kind of more of, 
you know what? It's my life. Like, I'm not going to wait around for so-and-so to catch up. So I'm going to do my thing. And so like, that's kind of where that confidence comes from. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, I feel like more people like struggle with that at times. Like a lot of people struggle with that too much. I can't do things without others. And you know what? There's only one person that's going to be around your entire life and that's you. And if you're not able to do things for you, you're not going to be able to do it at all. Like that's just kind of my mantra. And that's my confidence comes from. It's kind of more of like, just do it. Yeah. I think, you know, just to take that a little further, it's, Mm -hmm. it'd be interesting to see what others are thinking on this, but I know personally that I've not always been confident. I've not always had the confidence to do. And there's been a few things that have helped me build confidence over the time. One is getting really strong on where I do want to go. What does that actually Mm -hmm. look like? And that's my vision for my whole life, right, is getting strong and certain on that. And then I could aim for those even if I didn't know all the pathways because I felt confident of the vision because it never changed. It might evolve, but it never changed. Mm -hmm. So if we think of it in travel as an example, you might go, I want to go and visit Croatia and I think I want to go see Split. And then you realize that while you're in Split, you go, actually, Dubrovnik sounds really good, but I didn't know about Dubrovnik until I was in Split, right? So the vision doesn't change. It just evolves in a way. Mm -hmm. What I love about it and the pathways in which we get there just can be, you know, depending on the variables, depends on what that is. So I've got confident because I know of the vision. But I think one of the other things with confidence is being able to have access to the resources or tools. And I think, you know, you you said one of them, which was strategy. I think strategy really helps us to feel confident. Okay, we know if we turn up here that this is going to be here, we can now get it. And I think one of the things that has really helped with strategy And it's something you said earlier on, and I wanted to sort of, you know, go down this pathway a bit more because I know that it's been so good for for me in working out when there's an uncertain pathway ahead, and that is research. Mm -hmm. I think you have to become really good at research. And I Mm -hmm. have become a researcher in health. I have become a researcher in travel. I have become a researcher in decisions and leadership and political spaces and any word that anyone brings up that I have Mm -hmm. no idea on I am straight on Google and then I go down like these rabbit holes because I think when you don't know what you don't know you can be feel really you know not have confidence at all but when you know Mm -hmm. what you know you can make decisions and move forward. How have you done that? Like what has been some of the keys to your research? Because obviously with travel, you'd need to know how to research well. Yeah. So, I mean, first of all, like finding out like this current state of age, like we're at right now with COVID, it's like, first of all, finding out where I can go and like what are the requirements and also like what's safe and how or how ways to be safe in certain situations. Cause like, I've gotten asked this question in regards to like solo traveling is like, how do you feel safe? Like going into like a different country. And I'm like, Mm. have you ever moved to a city where you don't know anyone? They'll answer the question. Yes. I was like, yeah. Did you do like research on the neighborhoods on in the area they're going to be like living in? It's like, Mm. yes. I was like, 
that same thing. Like, yeah. And I would say I rely on my good old friend Google as well to kind of find yeah. like what is like what's the touristy areas? What do where do the locals go? What yeah. are the like experiences I can look through from like locals where it's like Airbnb experiences or what's the locals or different areas we can find that out and also like what are certain festivals and areas and mm. that so it's like it's kind of more of putting in what do you want to know and finding out like how at that point yeah and so yeah I think I think with research one of the good things about research is not good thing but I think is so important and significant is asking the right questions and mm-hmm. I think the better questions you ask the better research you get gain and yeah. so I think research one of the things and and this is research not just for travel this is research in business this is research in yeah. like you want to get to the next level of your house that's how I do it like is literally yeah. I research I research I listen to a lot I think it's listening to those that are meant to be geniuses or experts in those areas mm-hmm. and then looking for patterns and, and asking mm-hmm. better questions because you don't know what you don't know about when you do. I think there's, there's mm-hmm. knowledge that you can take from that data that you've just gathered. So I think research is really important. I think actually that research gives you the confidence too mm-hmm. to be able to, well, now I've got a bit more data. I might not have all the data that I need to, to you know, feel absolutely 100% certain that this is going to happen, but I think that that's important. I, I do think, and, and so the reason I say that is because I think there's a lot of nowadays where we have to start thinking for ourselves and make smarter decisions, mm-hmm. and I think one of the ways that we can do that is by researching and mm-hmm. being better researchers. Because there is so much information out there. And if not, you don't know it, then you could find someone else that may do may know it and then have mm-hmm. access to that. I also think that we have access to people who could find that information if you don't want to go find it yourself. So I think every one of us can research and do our own research and need to become really good. I have to say my daughter, my daughter, one of my daughters, is the best researcher. She is the quickest at finding things on social media, on Google. She will tell me these crazy facts about everything. And if I say something, she'll go, and she doesn't like it, she'll go find the evidence to prove that it's, yeah, but have you thought of this, mom? And it's like that is the best researcher ever. Here's the other thing that I think is interesting that you talked about is safety. I think all of us need to feel safe in in moving into the uncertain. And mm-hmm. what is, so obviously research plays a big part in that as well. But mm-hmm. what is that like for you? Have you always felt safe when you've traveled? I would say, I would say 90% of the time. And I would right. say I put myself in situations to where I feel safe. There's a reason why yeah. when I schedule like, travel i avoid like traveling where i'm going to be going leaving or going into places at at late hours of the night just from like a safety standpoint and so like the only times i ever felt like kind of like unsafe was when i made decisions as of like having a 
bus I have to catch that's at like four in the morning. So like I'm walking yeah. through a city at like the those like really odd hours or flying to like Athens and landing in at midnight to where yeah feeling to feeling uncertain about a cab you're getting into because yeah it doesn't have tracking like an Uber. So it's like, but at the same time, like after being in those like kind of situations, I've learned to like okay, I'll spend a little more extra money. So I will mm. not feel yes. like uncomfortable. And also, yeah, I think that's myself. really important. Mm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I didn't mean yeah. to interrupt. But I just thought that was a really important thing that you said. I think sometimes, you know, we can make better decisions because we'll invest a little more. And that will mm-hmm. give us the result. Like the stress that you feel when you feel unsafe is not worth it when you could just put a little bit more into it and have a different option. And I think sometimes we, we put ourselves in unnecessary risks Mm -hmm. and that's not beneficial for anyone. It's not good for your health, your mental health. And if you're always on feeling anxious, it makes you want to do that sort of thing less. Right. Yes, for sure. And also like at that point, it takes away from the experience that you have Yeah, at that point where like, I'm constantly afraid of someone taking, like, we're going to use taken as an example because that was a hit movie, mm. but like getting taken, <laughs> getting taken while I, you're I trying to watching things like that. I don't watch things <laughs> like that. Like oh, the airplane, oh. you know, those scary airplane ones. I tended not to watch oh. those until I was settled in a place for a while. And then I'd be yeah. game enough to watch something like that. Mm-hmm. But not if I had to catch a plane the next day or. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of my thing is always for myself in situations to where I feel comfortable. And that's like also, yeah. also one of the reasons I like, I don't go to like the bars um, when I'm traveling mm-hmm. solo, just because like, I don't want to end up like where someone puts something in my drink. And yeah. next thing I know, I'm in sort of ends up in an un- great, not a great situation there. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's reality too. I also mm-hmm. learned uh, boxing so that I can, um, have a good Ooh. boxing glove, you know, like punch <laughs> if I need to bring it out. One day I'll learn martial arts as well, I think, and then I just feel like I could be, you know, take on the world. No, fear was always a, you know, something that I had to make sure I wouldn't go back to my default mm-hmm. system because, you know, there had been a lot of situations in my life where, I was in unsafe places and so I was quite anxious about that when I first started traveling, particularly because it wasn't just about me anymore. Often it was about my children as well. And so yeah. uh, for me that was, that was something that I wanted to make sure that I was keeping myself safe and my kids as well. Mm-hmm. So learning learning ways, but I think safe is an interesting thing and I, I wonder what listeners will, will think when you use the word safe. And in this case, I get it. Like there is literally a spot in which we need to keep ourselves safe. Like we all know those stories that are not very nice when traveling and it is unsafe. So that really is a reality of that need to keep things safe. But I think also when we think of safe in, mm-hmm. in say, the business world or in, in our everyday life, I think that there is this point in which people can try and keep everything too safe, like not want to yeah. take some risks and not want to 
sort of go beyond the status quo of where they're at. And, you know, for some people, sure, that can be fine. I couldn't handle that. Like I just, you know, I like a little adventure in my life. I like a little risk because Mm -hmm. it gets the adrenaline going and you feel alive when the adrenaline is going a little bit. And I like the learning that you can get when you can sort of not do the normal. And I wonder, I wonder how that will be as we open borders more and travel more Mm -hmm. again. What do you think about all that? I think the fact that we've kind of been stuck in like certain places. I know like Australia and New Zealand, they're now opening up for the first time in like two years. And so like a lot of people are like very anxious to one, like, if they're from Australia, like originally and they're in different countries, they're anxious to go see their families. And so like people who are like from different countries who are away from others, like I think it's more of, there's going to be a big rush for tourism in general, just because people have been cooped up, haven't been living their lives how they want to and want to be able to explore more after, you know, kind of been stuck in like in, in a confined space for basically we're almost at two years at this point. And so I well, it's over two years for many of us over here in Australia. Yeah. But, but just to say on that one, it's interesting you say it like that because actually when you've got some variables in the situation, so I've got a son who has special needs and mm-hmm. I have to tell you, I love traveling. I just can't wait to get back to the US. It's a big part of my life over there. Mm-hmm. And I'm in that space where I actually go... If the borders closed overnight, which, by the way, they can and they do and, yeah. and we've seen it before, and my family aren't travelling with me, am I okay that if they decided that they weren't going to open those borders for another six months or a year, would I be okay to have my family on the other side of the border? And yeah. the answer is no, I'm not okay. And so mm. where I would have just jumped on a plane overnight and got her out of here. I now have to question some of those things because mm-hmm. it's like, well, if I do take the family, here's the thing, I'm, I've had COVID. Mm-hmm. The rest of my family actually haven't. Well, I think Taki might have, but he would have been the asymptomatic, uh, whatever it is, the, the one asymptomatic, that maybe yeah. Up. Yeah, that one. But my kids haven't. And so the one particularly that I'm thinking of, Ethan, who has vulnerabilities, hasn't had COVID yet. Mm -hmm. And would I be willing to take him across the globe and for him to get it in case something doesn't go right? And the answer is, no, I don't think I am willing. So there was a time I would have jumped at the borders opening up. But now the end, here's the other thing. There's a lot of requirements now. Okay, Mm -hmm. at every place you've got to be, tested or like you know whatever and am I willing to stick something up me and my children every time I get off a plane and or whatever before I get off the plane in most cases but yeah yeah I think it all comes down to perspective because like everyone's situations are completely different so I'm single I don't have a family like besides like my parents and my sister like I don't have a family beyond myself to where it's like I kind of feel comfortable doing those kind of things where you as yeah. a mother with the family, like those perspectives 
things have definitely changed. So like, it depends on like your stage of life and what you feel comfortable with. And at the end of the day, it's like, it's what everyone feels comfortable in their own decisions, how they want to live their life and what they feel comfortable with. So that's yeah, I'm kind of a little jealous of you right now. No <laughs> situation. Yeah. But I also go, I think it's seasons in life. And yeah. I think that there was a time that we all took for granted that we mm-hmm. were able to do all these things. And I'm so grateful that my children were able to experience the, the things that they got to experience across the world. And in some ways it makes it hard in the everyday life because they have, you know, I have to say when COVID first hit and so we have a couple of properties and, and so when we were down Sydney, my daughter and I were walking along Manly and she just looked up at me with a very serious face and she said, oh, you know, the Uber Eats here just don't cut it. She goes, Mom, we have had such amazing food across the globe. And, you know, and I was like, first world problem, but I so get it. Like <laughs> we, we, you know, we've experienced the most beautiful curries in Thailand. Mm-hmm. You just can't buy that at the shop over here. You yeah. know, we, we've had the, like I've said, the beautiful food in Italy the gluten-free pasta and pizza. Like I don't even like pizza over here. I don't like the pasta here, but I love it in Italy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's I'm so grateful we got to experience that, but in some ways it's opened us up to a whole lot of knowing that there's so much more than just our borders and what we live here in Australia. Yeah. So, you know, that side of it. I get jealous when I hear that you can travel and, you know, it's, it's that decision is much easier, say, for someone like yours in your situation. Mm-hmm. And I get excited because I have to live through your travels now, right at this moment. <laughs> yeah. And I'm no, sure so that's how a lot of people that. felt with us anyway. So yeah. tell me, tell me, how do people learn more about what you do? Yeah. So they can find me on Instagram. That is like my main like social media, um, Sam underscore the travel coach. And then um, I do have a travel blog. Um, she travels for her and um, dot com. And like the message behind that is more of like, like she travels on her own terms, like and learning how to do that to where that's where like my love is so like came from is because like I wanted to do things for my own terms and then I would basically like share that message for others to where they feel gain that confidence and where they're gonna have that fucking I'm gonna do it mentality and go see the world their own terms how have you felt just like traveling the world and being able to you know make money at the same time like how have you sort of balanced that out as of like nomad style, you mean, or yeah, like, like have you done the nomad or have you done? Do I you have, have a? Okay, cool. So you, <laughs> so you earn your money back home and then you go and travel. yes, yeah, yes. I currently earn my money at home and um, I work um, a full time job on top of this to where yeah. I have the opportunity to go to different places like during vacation during like the summertime yeah. and the winter time based on since my like schedule works around the academic year so yeah it's pretty nice so what I love about that is that you'll do whatever it takes and I think that that's mm-hmm. so important in whatever we're doing is you know like if we've got a big enough vision would and we want to do it enough 
then mm-hmm. we'll do whatever it takes. And yeah. uh, I think that that's really important for all of us to remember, are we going to do whatever it takes to, mm-hmm. to keep moving it forward, to keep moving towards what we want to be a part of? I love that. Uh, one of the questions I ask here on every conversation that I have is, uh, what are you taking from our conversation today? I would say for me personally, it's like learning differences between others, different life circumstances mm. and kind of give you perspective. Like us having the conversation about like the borders opening up and you like explaining your life situation and being vulnerable yeah. and have me reflect as of a, you know what? I'm appreciative of my situation. Sure. At times I wish I wasn't single and I had yeah. a family at this point, but yeah. I'm able to do the things that I am because I'm able, because that's where my life is meant to be at this point. And so to where um, you've already had those kind of travel experiences to where like slowing down for the best things for your family is like, it's kind of more of like learning like how other people are and understanding and then be able to reflect as of like, you know what, this is where I'm supposed to be right now. Like, and yeah. embrace the now. Yeah. And I think that is one of the biggest keys that I've learned over this time is mm-hmm. the importance of embracing the now. We don't know our day nor our hour in which we don't have our now anymore. And I think over this last little while, that has become even more important that we're making the most of our now. What does that actually have to look like? What are the priorities of the now? What are the things that are my non-negotiables? I talk about them a lot. And that's because when you've got a bigger vision and there's things like like this that get thrown your way, even though I love traveling the world and I love my work across the globe and I love being immersed in cultures, all the things that we've talked about, mm-hmm. I also love my family and yeah. I also want what is important for my family. And so when I make a decision, it doesn't just impact me. It impacts yeah. my family who are so important to me. And I think you know, as we keep building out our ecosystems, as we keep making decisions at the table, we need to think what are our priorities? What are our things that are important to us? And what are our non-negotiables? And my, if my family are not moving forward, all of them, in the decision that I'm making, then I'm not making that decision right in that moment. And so for me, I can't see that as a, hundred percent in in traveling with my children or traveling without them right now and so that's not a go zone now that could change in the next few weeks it could change in and you know like the world is changing so fast but at this point at this moment that's the decision I've made I look forward to traveling Uh, you know talking to you today has reminded me again of the just the amazingness of travel and, and immersing yeah. into into culture. I think one of the things you know we talked about was the learning the the learning the um you know the breathe and experience. And I think one of the things that I got from that, which is what I was saying, but it was funny because like it actually was clicking back into me was the whole thing of how we've got to bring that back into our daily life. And I think yeah. I think that we've done that well because we bought this property that we're in up here in Queensland during this time. We actually, actually we bought two properties during this time because that's what you do when you're in COVID, I just realised. But 
That's so funny. But it was at the beginning and kind of at the end of COVID, sort of, well, not, not that it's finished, but at the, the most intense times of it. <laughs> In some ways, that was our travel, was being able to travel mm-hmm. from these two very different properties. Mm-hmm. And they all have different reasons to why we've got them. And I have to tell you, it's been amazing being able to have that opportunity to move from both properties because mm. one is like living in the country country and on the water and mm. the other is like living on the water but also kind of like city access. So it's okay. very, yes. very different. And I think that's what we did to mm-hmm. sort of be able to keep learning because here's the thing, I live with snakes and and (laughs) kangaroos and potholes Mm -hmm. in our roads that we're and drive four-wheel drives at the moment and you know have my boat license all of a sudden all these things that are very much a new learning learning curve and I think maybe that I've done that by you've reminded me of that because I've learned I've breathed you get mm-hmm. to breathe and and in this beautiful space of scenery that you see behind me for you can see that and for those on yeah. the podcast you have to go to the youtube channel to see that but <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you know it's amazing because you know it's it's experience i have always had a fear of snakes and i don't love them i've haven't embraced them yet but I'm definitely learning to live with them within the ecosystem. And I think what if we could do that more, more in every single one of our days? I think it would be pretty powerful. That's amazing. Yeah. Is there anything that you wanted to say that you haven't been able to say so far on this conversation? I would say just more of like you only get to live life once and Mm. Oh, don't be afraid to do stuff because people tell you now, unless like it's something really ridiculous, but like if your heart and soul, like really, like really like believes in something, don't be afraid to go after it because you don't want to end up like waking up one day and wishing that you would have done, whether it's like going skydiving, travel to a country, hot air balloon, like whatever your heart desires, it's like, don't be afraid to go after what you want to do because who knows when that next chance may be. And I think like this time has taught us that because especially with family and being with family and loved ones, you don't know the next time you'll get to be with them because who knows how life is going to turn at that point. Yeah. All right. So what's one thing that you haven't done that you're looking forward to doing? Oh man. So Speaking of hot air balloons, uh, <laughs> I'm even though I'm afraid of heights, which is kind of yeah. funny. I am excited. Like I haven't done that yet. So, and I'm actually going to be doing it. Fingers crossed, unless you know the winds and Turkey yeah. um, tell me otherwise. Oh but, yes, like, Cappadocia. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I'm excited about that, and I'll be knocking off Asia off the list for the first time. So I'm ex- pretty excited. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. What's the scariest thing that you've done? Ooh, scariest thing. Oh man. I have to think at that point, man. Is it something to do with heights? I would think. 
I mean, yeah, honestly, like I am afraid of heights and I would say one thing for sure, even though it's not travel related, but like, so I, one particular moment when it comes to heights, even though it's mm. not that scary, actually, no, I'm going to flip it. So I would say <laughs> climbing inside, I'm going back to the ATM cave tour that I mentioned earlier. Yeah. So yeah. I would say like, actually like climbing the, the rocks of that to in the yeah. cave. And just be honestly, I felt like Indiana Jones. I felt like a badass and I was scared. Of the <laughs> I love that. Oh, okay. And last question. What, as we finish up on the decision table, what do you wish others would do to experience that maybe you've experienced, but most people don't or haven't thought about doing it? I mean, I'm going to go back to like my melted butter, like solo travel, um, Mm. because I feel like not enough people do it. I think people are afraid of doing things on their own, like a combination of they think of it as more expensive. They think of safety. They think of like going to unknown places because of language barriers. But like, I think people should do it at least once in their life because it's a way of getting to know who they are and get to do something like on their own terms and just kind of embrace things. Like for me, it was transformational. It got me like out of my comfort zone as a person. And I feel like it's something that people should do at least once in their lives. It doesn't have to be international, but like at least like go somewhere that's at least go down the street, right? Oh yeah. That's the first step. (laughs) I would say no. Well, that's step number one. Step number two is going to a restaurant by yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. All right. Well, thank you for having a conversation on the decision table. I appreciate you. Yeah, thanks for letting me on. So this is awesome. Amazing droplets of wisdom for you from today's episode. Make sure you subscribe, ensure you leave an awesome rating and review. Our hope is this podcast creates a new awareness, activates ownership to what is next, a curiosity for the need to be part of the change and to make footsteps of sustainability from today onwards. If you want to further your journey with us, then apply to join us at our next Leaders Movement Parlay. The link is in the show notes. We appreciate you. Help us to help build a tribe who make humanity as stakeholders. To achieve this together, recommend this podcast to leaders, innovators, and movement changers. Big love until we see you on the next Decision Table Series podcast episode.